right, the Audible Podcast is on the air. Kimbo Camper, John Kajemian. Where's my man? Where's Joe? Joe, I think he's playing tennis. Huh? I, if I'm guessing, he's playing tennis somewhere you know in what, South you know what, Florida. He, he always does this. Well, you know, I, I've got a meeting. You know, he does a radio show in the morning, and I understand that. That's tough. He gets up at 4 o'clock in the morning and does a 6 to 10. So I understand yeah, if he wants to take a breather. Absolutely. But he doesn't have to bullshit us. He can just say, hey, look, guys, I got a, I got a tennis match. Right. You always, you know, oh, no, I got a, I got a meeting with a, a sponsor. I got a sponsor, which you know. Which means he's got Ira Winderman waiting at Central oh, yeah. Park. Oh, yeah. He's with, at with Central right now. Yeah. We've got the court from 10 to 11. Yeah. In about, in about 45 minutes or so. He'll roll in here all sweaty and everything. <laughs> hey, guys, I thought we were going at 11. <laughs> Why? What do you mean 10 o'clock? Uh, that's exactly it. So anyway, we're going we're gonna to go, uh, go along with, uh, uh, with just John and I until Joe shows up, if he does. If he doesn't, I, I'm, I'm going to do this, John. I'm going institu- I'm I'm to institute a fine, a fine policy for, um, for the Audible. Different if, fines for different guys for yeah, different reasons. If you don't show up the first time, just throw a buck in the, buck in the yeah, pot. Right. But, but every, it goes up five times incrementally. So buck the first time, five the second time, 10, ten the next, and then 15 or so. Yeah, because okay. Joe, and Joe can afford it. Well, he, I mean, he's making all that money. with this meeting he's having today, yeah. I'm sure if it goes well, he's going to be able to afford it. Well, he'll, he'll, he'll pick up the 20 bucks that he bets Ira Winderman. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a bonus for him. Hey, uh, let, let's get into uh, what's going on. Uh, I think we're going to get a, we're going to, looks like we may get a chance to get Bobby McCain on oh, nice. uh, on the program. Nice. So it'll be interesting to talk to Bobby about the, the move outside and, and kind of how the competition went during training camp. And that to me, John, is one of the, one of the real kind of interesting stories about the, the and it's, it's funny how I remember us coming into training camp and we're going through the off season. You go, man, look at the depth that they've got at, at the cornerback position. You're, you're, you're set over there with X. He's playing well. And you look over here and Cordray is coming off of a, you know, he was on an upswing right. at the end of the season. You get Tony Lippett coming back. You know, you got all these other guys, Tony, uh, Tony McTire and right. these guys, it's, it's going to be a good competition there. And, and they all fell by the wayside. Bobby McCain comes in, they bump him out. And, and I think it has as much to do with the fact that Bobby can play the outside all, and, and add to the fact that it also allows them to get Mink on the field. And I think that's I think those in those are those are tied at the hip. I do. The, the, I agree. the Bobby McCain outside, because I think if if you don't have Minka, I think Bobby's still inside and they're working those other guys trying to get them to be ready to play at the corner right now. I think they would have taken the best of the bunch yep. had you not drafted Minka Fitzpatrick and him be so good so early mm-hmm. in his career. I mean, you can just see it. We saw it at OTAs. The angles that he takes, uh, the body type, uh, the, 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 the smarts he plays yep. with in the secondary. And you're right, Bo. We, we thought the winner of that position would come from the bucket of three yep. that were going to compete. And when they move Bobby outside – you know, we're all kind of looking at each other going, well, maybe this is a one-day experiment. Yeah. Maybe this is a two-day experiment. Maybe this is something that he's trying to light a fire yeah. under those guys to make them better. But when Bobby went out there and he got his feet underneath yeah. him and he started playing the cornerback position, you kind of felt that, you know what, he is the best guy yeah. for that position. And it allows, to your point, to get Mink on the field 60%, 70% of the time. Yeah. Now you've got your best 11. So I think the Miami Dolphins – were kind of hesitant. I think they maybe wanted one yeah. of those other guys to come up because Bobby's so good yeah. on the inside. But the way it played out, probably get your best eleven on the field. Look, and and and, and I'm not going to kid myself into believing that there's not going to be growing pains. Oh no, it's not going to be. A, it's not because a, you know, a perfect look, marriage right you know, away. Bobby's going to have some growing pains because he's done it. He's done it for a limited amount of reps during the preseason, 
at a, at a, at, at a preseason pace. Now you come in game plans. They're going to take it. They're going to try to. They're going to test him. They're going to see what he's got. Same with Minka. They're going to go after that, and the same with Minka. So both of those guys, you know, that that's the thing about about this uh, about this football team and 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 the reincarnation of or the incarnation of what this team is right now under Adam Gaze. You know, it's a young team, especially defensively. You got two guys in the secondary that's still feeling their way around out there. You got two rookie linebackers still feeling their way around there, and it's and those are two positions that look. I, I think if you're a Dolphin fan, you know, bite your lip a little bit and kind of hold on to your seat because it's going to be a little rocky ride. But these guys, knowing these guys, having been around them long enough now, you know that they're going to get better each and every snap. To them, to me, for those 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 four guys. For Bobby, for Minka, for uh, Jer- for Jerome, and for Raekwon, it's about reps. The more as the more reps they get, Exposure. the better they're going right. to get. You know, because you understand, as a linebacker, you're flowing. You know, and and you want to run and run and run. And and but but you know, if you got if you if your responsibility is cut back, you got to lag a little bit. You got to lag, 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 lag in case that guy's coming back. And and sometimes you see them, they they just so they so want to make a play so bad. Play. They want to yeah. get out in front of it. And but you're see you've been seeing that kind of, you know they've been kind of beginning as Jerome Baker said when he's here you got to be more patient he's get they're getting more patient and understanding that as they go but it's still still preseason versus regular season one pace versus a different pace game planning versus non game planning and targeting guys that are the young vulnerable guys out there that's the biggest point Bo is targeting guys because now you're going to game plan against certain individuals you know we've got we've got a rookie at at nickel corner we've got a rookie at outside linebacker we've got an inexperienced middle linebacker how can we get a guy like Delaney Walker yep. for instance the tight end for the Titans how can we get him matched up because the Dolphins historically uh or not historically the state of the last five years have been porous yep. in covering the tight end so how do we get that matchup who do we want him on yep. let's go attack the rookie let's go attack the nickel let's uh, let's see how good Bobby is on the outside and we put uh you know a size guy like Corey Davis, or let's put Rashad Matthews yep. outside. Let, let's mix it up and see what our best matchups are. That's what the Titans are going through right now. Yep. And the Dolphins, to combat that, have to have confidence and, as you said, have patience a little bit because this is the first time these guys yep. are going to see this action. And, you know, the, the good thing is you're home. You get an opportunity to play 1 o'clock. Hopefully it's a little steamy out there. Wouldn't mind a little rain before the game. And then let that, that steam kind of, you know, yeah. steam kind of come up there and, and, and work those guys a little bit. But I'm anxious to see because, John, I think we saw – uh, I wouldn't even say the tip of the iceberg during the, during the preseason. Uh, I know they're going to use Gasecki a lot differently than we saw in the preseason. Uh, I would expect to see that out of, a, of a, out of a lot of different situations. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see two running backs in the backfield. Maybe, maybe Goran, Kenyon, Drake back right. there. Maybe Kendall Balazs, maybe Kellen Balazs and Drake because right. I think he likes two backs. I think we'll see two tight ends. We'll see three tight ends. A lot of those types of things that we didn't see. It's going to be interesting to see. What what the scheme wise what what they look like offensively and defensively with to me John what Adam Adam Gaze and and Tannenbaum and Chris Greer have put together is a, is to me a very fast and athletic football team and that's the way Adam Gaze wants them to play. Well, Bo, that's the flip side. I, you know, Tennessee's doing that, but the Dolphins and Adam Gaze are doing that as well. They want to figure mm-hmm. out, hey, how do we isolate Kenyon Drake on a linebacker when we go empty? Yep. Is, is that the advantage we want? How do we get Mike Kosicki if they don't press and they play off? Hey, what's our options yep. outside? And how do we get Ryan Tannehill clicking early? How do we get this offense 
taking a 7-0 lead, a 10-0 lead, so the Dolphins aren't playing from behind in Game 1 at Hard Rock Stadium. So there's a lot of things that are going on. Your point to the defense, yes, uh, we've got some youth and inexperience, but I like the way they fly around the football. I like their aggressiveness. I like the way their their attitude is about – I'm good enough to be starting in the National Football League. I don't care that I'm just a rookie out of Ohio State. I don't care that I'm a rookie just out of Alabama coming off a national championship. I can play at this level, and I'm going to prove it to you. And it's it's by the way they work and what they do on the field, not by talking yeah. about it, which I love about all three of those guys. Yeah, and you know what? It's 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 funny when you talk to them that they 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 talk like rookies, but they're but they're not overwhelmed they're by they're not overwhelmed by because they've been they've been at the highest level yes. they played at that highest level and we were talking to, I was talking to Jerome Baker uh before the the last game and he was saying no this is nothing new you know it's it's you know we 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 played against really good players we play against all Americans we play against you know week in and week out these so it's it's not a not a big deal now he's not saying that it's easy he's not saying that he doesn't have things to learn but you know it's it's he's not shying you know, away from look, the spotlight for for me for me coming from uh, San Jose State, where he played in front of eighteen thousand people, to walk into a stadium where there's eighty thousand people the first time. You're like, so, holy it's, shit, it's this is a lot know, of people is, here. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in Kansas anymore. You know what I mean? Let me click my heels and run one, out one, there. One of those kind of things. Yeah. Whereas, you know, they're used to it. <clears throat> they come into a game, Jesus. What you only got eighty thousand? Yeah. I'm used to playing in a hundred in front this of hundred and five. Seat seventy thousand. <laughs> What's going on here? I, I, I had this many watch me in high school. <laughs> no, they, this right. was my spring practice, the yeah, spring game, right? Exactly right, no doubt about it. So, so they're at that level. You know, they, they the, the game's not too big for them, but but the thing I like about them is they're still hungry to learn and to learn in, yeah. in a hurry. Yeah, I, I love their attitude. I like that. You know, you talked about Chris Greer and Mike Tannenbaum and Adam Gase getting and selecting the draft choices over the last three years. All these guys are team captains. All these guys are leaders. All these guys leading off the field as well as on the field. And they've been productive coming into the Miami Dolphins organization. And I like the chemistry of the youth because this youth is where this team's going to be built from. There's a lot of experience on the defensive end position, defensive line, offensive line. But when you go to the skill guys, the linebackers, the corners, the tight ends, you know, the running backs, these guys, that's the youth of the team. And those guys have to carry their share as well. A lot of people in this town – uh, and around that have been pointing their finger at uh, at Mike Tannenbaum over the last couple of years. You know, ah, what's he doing? I, you know, he's only, I don't like what he does. He trades, he this and that. But you look back, John, over these last few drafts, you know, I don't know how you point the finger at Mike Tannenbaum or Chris Greer after this draft and say they didn't get it right. You got four rookies are going to be starting on this right. on this football team. Four draft choice they're going to be starting. You've got three guys that are two-year players that are either going to be starting or playing a lot in Jesse Davis, in Gottschaw, in Taylor. How about the three-year guys? Yeah, Running and, back and, and, and then, corner. And then you go back, and then you go one more draft. Tackle. The three guys that you got out there. I mean, yeah. so you you and, and I've said this, you know, John. I, I go back to I go back to my rookie year when I came in. The Dolphins were the the Dolphins were kind of at the. They were at the, the the twilight of that seventeen and O team, you know the the Bonacanis and Jake Scott and and Vern Denherter and Bill Stanfield and all those guys, you know Jim Langer. Those those guys were at the end of their careers, and the team was this team was starting to show they were starting to fray at the edges, mm-hmm. you know. And then had a couple of years where nothing happened, and all of a sudden one year they draft myself and Larry Gordon. Uh, Duriel Harris was in that draft. The next year they get A.J. Dewey, Bob Baumhauer, uh, and then we get uh, Don McNeil. And all of a sudden you get to put two or three drafts together and you go on a run for about 10, 12 years 
where you're in the playoffs well, you're winning. every year. Yeah. You're winning. You're challenging for Super Bowls. You're doing all those things. And I kind of see that pattern with this football team because we got more guys that are that are homegrown, more guys that have come through the draft, more guys that are salary cap friendly right. to to move forward and can grow with this football team. To me, I'm looking at I'm looking at it optimistically, even if maybe this team is not you know the the ten or eleven win team that people certainly are clamoring for, but I think it's, I think the the direction that this team is heading is they're building a team that can be a 9, 10, 11 win team year after year after year if we just let it grow the organically the way they've been doing over the last couple of years. Well, I like those points you make because you have to surround yourself not only at the top organizational uh, organizationally, but on the field. You have to be, have synergy, the way you think, the way you're you're going out and recruiting guys, the way you're targeting guys in the draft, the way you want to select very cautiously in free agency that you get the right type of guy for the right price. And then it all comes back to how well can Ryan Tannehill play the position yeah, of quarterback yeah, yeah. to take advantage of all this stuff around him? How well can he manage the offense? How well can he get explosive plays with Kenny Stills? How, how many explosive plays can Kenyon Drake carry from the running back to mask some of the inefficiencies at, at other positions? Yep. How good is that offensive line going to hold up and, and be able to create a running attack so Ryan can get to play action, so he can use his athleticism yep. on the edge, throw footballs on the run, and then make big plays from the pocket? It's all going to come back to the quarterback yep. in somehow, some way. He's got to find a way to continue to elevate where he was a year and a half ago yep. Take the reins from there and keep moving upward, John. I know. I know this is. Uh, I know within that uh, within the football offices up there, this is not the kind of message they they want to kind of work on. But but I'm going to ask you this question because I, I believe it is to, to be true that this team is going to go. You know, we've talked about youth. You talk about the young guys they draft. We've talked about the drafts over the last few years and this and that and bringing in the guys like Danny Amendola and Robert Quinn and Sitton and Kilgore and all those guys to kind of shore things up. Uh, but it, to me, this season is going to come down to how well Ryan Tannehill plays. I think to me, all those other things, that, look, they're all pieces of the puzzle, but you can't complete that puzzle until you push number 17 that piece that is number 17 in there and it fits that's the biggest key for me Bo I always come back to to going and looking around the league and saying why is that team good yeah well they've got you know Le'Veon Bell and they've got this guy and they've got that guy and you, oh, you kinda, oh and about Ben Roethlisberger yeah how about him yeah. he's pretty good you know how, how's the Green Bay Packers so good they've got this guy and they well Aaron Rodgers is really yep. good you know how how did the Dallas Cowboys do really well uh, a couple two years ago when you, you thought they were going to yep. be dead in the water well the quarterback played at, a, at an elevated level yep. that's what has to happen no matter how good you are at the skill positions up front when you win the battle at the line of scrimmage if your quarterback plays average or below you're going to lose so John, if you play let, average let me, or above you got a chance let, to win let me ask you this John when you if you were to if you were to, to to set the scenario of Ryan Tannehill this year and you want to look back at the end of the year whether they made the playoffs missed the playoffs by a little bit were 8 and 8 whatever whatever happens at the end of the season 
what would you want to see at the end of the season to say, hey, Ryan, Ryan had a really good year this year? Well, I, I think all the things, all the characteristics you looked at in 2016, if they hold true in yep. 2018, we're going to have we're going to have success offensively because you're going to limit the amount of hits you have on a quarterback because Ryan's not going to hold yep. the football. He's going to get it out on time and he's going to be more on target. You've seen the improvement on the deep ball over the over the last yep. two or three years when he's played. I mean, it's gone from zero to 100 in a hurry. And you've seen his awareness in the pocket become better. He knows now when to tuck the football, get his 8 to 10 yards and get down. You know, he's not going to take that extra hit because there's no need for him to take that hit. Plus, you've got an offensive line now that you feel really good Mm -hmm. about. So I really like that second quarter at home against Baltimore when, you know, the Dolphins were able to to overcome some mistakes early in the game with the wet ball and kind of you know nasty conditions out outside at Hard Rock and they they made a couple drives and they got the ball in the end zone those are the types of things without a Devonte Parker yep. that I liked so you you get him back healthy now you've got a size guy on the outside you've got speed uh, in the slot receivers, and you've got Danny Amendola that yep. knows how to work the middle of the field along with a tight end that has a great catch radius yep. so I, there's a lot of things and I haven't even mentioned Kenyon Drake so yep. there's a lot of things in Ryan Tannehill's favor. But I do think the three keys for him, it's got to be pocket awareness, getting the ball out on time, and not taking those yeah. unnecessary hits. Yeah. Funny you talk about running backs. I just, I'm just i kind of salivating to see uh, Kalen Balaj a little bit. A Big bit dude, more. After isn't watching, he? Yeah. After watching what he did in the first game, then he had the, got in the concussion protocol yeah. and then came out and played well the other night. And I know it was against some guys that probably aren't on the roster anymore, but but he certainly shows you that he's got the skill. And, and to add to that backfield bunch with Frank Gore and Sonoris Perry uh, and Kenyon, um, that, that gives you a lot of, of interesting – Options. opportunities, yeah. options back there. And I, I you know, I, I love the fact that at times Adam's like a two-back situation where you you can put Gore and Drake back there. Both can run, both can catch, and they give you multiple options. And I remember as, as a linebacker, and you've got two backs there that can both run routes, and you kind of sit there and you're almost going, hey, please run the ball. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I loved, I loved it when, you know, I like that scenario yeah. when you have two guys in the backfield. And then I like when you had zero in the backfield. Mm-hmm. When you split Kenyon Drake outside against Baltimore and you see a linebacker mm-hmm. that's backing up, at, you know, at the snap of the football and you've got a single high safety that has to worry about Kenny Stills on yeah. one side pressed yeah. up with a corner and Kenyon Drake beating a linebacker just straight down yeah. the field. As a quarterback, I like my odds yep. because somebody's going to win or somebody's going to get a chance to come down with, with a, an explosive play yep. in that scenario. Yeah, so I, you know, look, there's I like a lot this, of options. I like the situation, too, where you can come out in a base situation with two backs and all of a sudden you send one of them wide and you put one in the slot and now you're basically into a four-wide situation right. when, when the defense you know, may have their base defense so, and then you take advantage of those matchups with those linebackers that have to have to spread out and cover the cover the backs out there. So it's a it's a good scenario. It, it, to me, it's the same thing as, as three tights. Right. You put the two tights, three tights. It gives you multi. And, and I think that's the thing about this Adam Gaze offense and him going out and plucking the pieces that he wanted for his offense. I remember talking to him early uh, early at the training camp. And I said, Coach, how do you how do you feel about your group? He says, This is the group of players I want. And this is the group of coaches I want. I've finally got the guys that I want on both aspects, coaching-wise, player-wise. And, and I think he feels like now that, that playbook that's, that's kind of f- 
floating around in his head all the time. I think he feels like he can expand that a lot more now than he was able to over the last couple of years. Well, just think of last year. I mean, he tried to swing for the fences in terms of bringing Jay Cutler in and getting uh, uh, Thomas at tight end. Yeah. Okay? Same body type as Kosicki, but he couldn't do it anymore. He couldn't run. He couldn't do it anymore. I mean, he was good Good. when he was good. Good player when he was good, yeah, no doubt. He was really good when he was good, but he just couldn't do it anymore. And and Jay was at the end, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, he could still throw it, but in terms of getting it out on time and on target and really feeling like he cared. Now you fast forward and you go to Ryan Tannehill with Mike Kosicki. Those guys can do it. Well, well, look at at how dramatically that tight end position has changed. You went from a – kind of a slow loping Julius Thomas that I'm not sure how interested he was in being in, here and being here and being successful um, to, to a, a Durham Smythe and, and a Gasecki and, and a Marquise Gray, who I, I still, and AJ. still like and Marquise I like Gray too. and AJ Derby who came on uh, late in the season and, and, and playing well. So I, I think the makeup of that position is leaps and bounds ahead of what we've seen. Probably John, uh, and, and I would say even better than when Charles Clay was here. Right. Who was probably the last tight end we had. Athletic that was, tight that was, end. Yeah, that athletic could do and a productive, lot. yeah. Absolutely. Do Absolutely. That, and you feel better as a quarterback because you're just not throwing it and you have to be perfect all the yeah. time. You know, you can get it close. You can you can take a chance and know that worst case scenario, it's incomplete. Yeah. My guy's going to outbattle that guy. Yeah. Whereas last year, I wasn't so sure when the ball went up, we had our right. odds were in our favor. Yeah. We were going to have success. Where if, if they threw a 50-50 ball up, it, it was, was really a 70-30 the other way. It was 90-10 <laughs> the other way. Hey, let's uh, let, let's kind of turn our attention to uh, to opening day. Uh, finally, the Dolphins get a, a home opener uh, this this Sunday. Tennessee Titans coming in. Tennessee, a, a nice football team, a good defense that the Dolphins are going to have to deal with. Mike Vrabel comes in, a first time head coach. Uh, I, I think it's a good opportunity for the Dolphins. I think it's going to be hot out there. All those things play for them. But you know, I, I I've talked about this a little bit during the preseason, John. This team needs to find a way to get away from the slow starts, both game by game and season long. You know, this team is, over the last couple of years, it seems like every game you're playing from behind. Every single game. The scenario has been get the ball, two penalties, punt, they score, Next thing you know, you next time now it's same a two, thing. Two score game. Now it's a two score game, and you're playing catch up, and you're out of your game plan. They need to be the ones that get in front. They they need to be the ones that force the other teams to play catch up. And you look at the start of the season where you got Tennessee coming in. You 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 go got, to the Jets. You go to the Jets, and the Jets Oakland. got a rookie quarterback that that you know that early in his career where you you know you can. I don't, like know how, should have the I don't know how good he's going to be, but right. I, if I'm going to get him, let me get him early in the season. Exactly. And then you got the Raiders coming to town, and the Raiders look like they're disarray they're right in now. disarray there. You know, they go and get Chucky over there, and you know everyone's get rid saying, of your yeah, best player, hundred million dollars, and you 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 can pay a hundred million dollars for your coach, and but you can't 90. afford to keep your best right. your best player on the roster. Right. Um, so so you got, and then you go to New England. So th- this team really has an opportunity if they play well, and if they if they play the way we expect them to play, to to really get off to a season start. So you're not. You know, oh, we're one and three, one and four, and climbing uphill. I think just for the for the mental health of this football team, they've got to get off 
fast in both ways, John. I do too. I agree with you, Bo. You have to be able to to score points early in a football game to feel like you're in control, to be able to to take some charge yeah. and be able to dictate to other teams. And that means obviously fast start. Now it doesn't always mean the offense has to do the scoring. You know, the, this defense is tenacious. Yep. This defense can get after quarterbacks. So my scenario going up against you know different tackles throughout the league, can Robert Quinn and can Cam Wake in that rotation yep. at defensive end get a strip and a, and a scoop and a score? Can they change the field position yep. for the offense early in a game if, if they're make, out there make first? the quarterback throw when he doesn't want to and put the ball exactly. up for grabs. Exactly. And, and can this defense, and I think that this defense in week one is going to face a very stiff challenge because yep. every yep. dynamic that the Miami Dolphins are looking to improve on defensively, yep. The Tennessee Titans have on defense. They yeah. have a mobile quarterback that can extend plays and move the pocket. They have a big tight end that can control yeah. the middle of the field. And they have a big running back in Derrick Henry that can that can win at the line of scrimmage with a guy like Deion Lewis that can, do, pace a, that guy, can yeah. do a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah. So every dynamic that you know our defense was working yeah. on in, in the preseason and in training camp, this team has those yeah. characteristics that will challenge us in week one. If we're up to the challenge, I think our offense is going yep. to be able to take control. But th- those are some of the things I'll be looking for. Did you see the article this morning by Marcus Mariota saying the first thing I'm doing is going after Bobby McCain? I didn't see he that. He said they got a new cornerback out there. He said, I don't think the guy can play. I'm going right at him. I didn't, I didn't see that. Bobby, because... you, Bobby, you see that? No, I didn't see that. I, I just made it up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bobby, what's up? Bobby McCain joined us. Why got to hit you like this? Right? Come on, man. You're doing, doing us a favor. Yeah, you come do <laughs> those other bullshit interviews. Like, man, what are you going to do? What are you going to do this hey, week? You we know? got rid of Joe, too. For you, today. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we don't want you to deal yeah, with him. Yeah. I want to give you want to get have you let, let you get a word in. Okay, so okay, yeah. Hey, hey, Bobby, uh, it's been a it's been a long training camp. A lot of things have happened, uh, but but here we are this Sunday. Uh, this team finally gets a home opener. I don't remember the last time that they had, we had one last year, but you end up being in, in, in LA because of the yeah. storm. So you get a home opener. Um, there, there's got to be a lot of excitement in that locker room about getting the seats. Always opening day is always great. At home, even better, and, and this team's got to be very, very excited about that. Yeah, for sure, for sure, definitely big uh, for the for the crowd, for our home fans having a home opener. Um, like you said, we didn't have one last year. I don't believe I've had one since in my career. Yep. Um, so uh, it's exciting. Uh, we're happy to be at home and happy just to kick it off the right way. Bobby, you, you, you've had a chance to start looking at this Tennessee football team. Uh, I'm sure you guys probably started working on them in the last couple of weeks uh, going into this uh, to some degree. Um, you look at this team, what, what, what concerns you about them right off the top? Uh, you know, they got good ball players uh, leading with uh, Mariota. You know, he's, yep. a, he's, a, he's a guy that can run, he can throw, um, dual threat quarterback. So you just got to have a, we got to have a good rush plan and have eyes on him and uh, make sure we're good in coverage. That way, uh, when he does try to find those running lanes, you know, we can close them up. And uh, they got a good back. They got good wideouts, yep. you know, and, uh, and Rashard Matthews, Corey Davis, yep. those guys just uh, doing a little uh, quick run through. Henry, you know, they got Deion Lewis, mm-hmm. came, from the, came over from the Patriots. Yep. They got some good guys over there that, that, are, that are good ball players and have been in the league a minute. So, you know, we got, we got our work cut out for us, but we're, we're, we're excited to get, to get going and get prepared. Hey, Bobby, what was the biggest challenge for you moving outside to corner? I, you know, when you're, you're a DB and you feel like, I can do everything. I can play outside. I can play inside. Just ask me and I'm going to do it. But for your own benefit of going from zero to 100 right away, was it eye discipline? Was it your footwork? Was it your technique? What was the biggest change for you or challenge for you that you had to get used to? Uh, definitely eyes. Having good eyes is a, good, is a big deal, uh, especially outside. 
uh, with everything you have at the cracker place and, uh, you know, reading, uh, run pass with receivers. You never know. So uh, it could be a double move, just having good eyes come out of breaks, transitioning, things like the, that sort that you've been doing your whole life, you know. But, you know, inside you're a little closer to the ball. You're, you're a little closer to the run fits. Outside you're more, you know, pass first. So just uh, preparation with that. Um, Having a, ha, I'm gonna prepare the same. You know, I prepare the same each and every week. I, I never sleep on an opponent, so um, just that that would be the biggest thing for me. And then communication-wise, too, that's mm-hmm. probably the next thing because inside you're probably communicating with linebackers. Mm-hmm. You're communicating outside. When you're on the edge, you're only going one way yeah. or, or or back to the safeties. Exactly, correct? exactly. When you're inside, you know, you got you're, you're kind of a facilitator almost, and uh, especially with the back end guys. Uh, getting us in the right calls, the correct calls, and uh, talking with the LBs, with the run fits. So, you know, at corner, you got to talk to that. You got to know your job, and you got to know the guys next to you, and ain't nobody on your sideline. Yeah, you in the right. sideline other than that. Hey, Bob, you, you had uh, plenty of reps during during practice, during training camp, limited reps during the games because you guys, stars didn't really play all that much during the, during the preseason. They, they don't. So, you've still got some getting comfortable to do as this season comes in, as you start the season. Game-wise, do you expect to see uh, Tennessee maybe test you out a little bit and see what you got out there? And certainly with Minka's going to – I think anybody that's in a, in a new position or a young guy, uh, you would think that team's going to go ahead and test the waters a little bit and, and see what you got in the tank. Yeah, 100%, 100%. But I'm prepared. Like I said, I'm prepared and I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, I, I feel good outside. And, you know, I feel I feel like I can help this team win. And that's, that's what we're doing. Well, what about the makeup of, of this football team? Um, you know, I don't want to, you know, culture changes and this and that. I, that, that that's window dressing. But when, when you look at this football team, you've been around it for a while. Do, do you like the makeup of these guys? And I, I think in one, I think one of the goals with this, with this coaching staff during the offseason and the personnel was to, to go from somewhat of a, of a, of a, a me team to a we team. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they've accomplished that pretty well with the cast of characters that you've got sitting in that locker room over there. Yeah, we got a lot of dogs in there that that are, that are about the team. And it's, it's about a family. It's about us. At the end of the day, it's not just about I or, or me. It's, a, it's about us as a whole, as a unit. Uh, we're trying to win for the Miami Dolphins. We're not just trying to win for the Miami offense, the Miami defense, Miami special teams. We're trying to win a game as the Miami Dolphins. And we got a lot of guys on that on, in our locker room, a lot of new guys that are, that have come in and, and have built a good foundation to and have joined the foundation of what we started. You know, whether whether you listen to the radio or not or read the newspapers or not or read what's on the, on the Internet or not, I think you're aware of what the national picture of what this football team is. Uh, does that put a chip on everyone's shoulder in, in there and say, hey, look, these guys don't believe us? Or does it say, hey, look, that's fine. Say whatever you want. We know the kind of football team we are. We'll show you it. We'll start showing you on Sunday. Yeah, 100%. I think it would just keep doubting. Keep down, and, and we'll keep showing you uh, who we are. So at the end of the day, we'll start with Tennessee week one, and we'll go from there. Uh, so we, like I said, we, we can't focus on the outside. We can't focus on on what the newspaper, what ESPN saying, oh, they're going to go so-and-so, so-and-so. It'll be lasting. I'm not too focused on that. I'm just focused on our job and uh, what we have to do to go one and know this week. Yeah, Bobby, we Bo and I were talking earlier before you came in, just the excitement of a new season, the excitement of being zero and zero and trying to get your first victory. What is that feeling like in the locker room right now as you guys build each day, knowing that, hey, Sunday's our first test. Sunday's our first opportunity to, to prove ourselves to ourselves. You know, you, like you said, I don't really care what's going on outside of our building, but this is our first opportunity. Do you feel that excitement with this team that 
they can't wait for Sunday. I mean, you got to get your work done this week to prepare, but you can't wait for your first test. Yeah, you can't wait. We can't wait for the season opener, man. There's, there's nothing like opening Sunday on football. <laughs> so, like, we're, we're really excited. And, like, we're excited just to show the world who we are, you know, what we're capable of. And, 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 and like I said, we're excited to get going, man, just get that first W under the books and hopefully we go out and have a good performance and come home with a W. How? Opening day is it, it, it's it, nothing it's, like it's, it. it's special. It really is. And uh, I don't care how many years you've been in the league. You know, you, you roll out there on, on opening day and wh- whether you're at home on the road, it's a it's a yeah. it's, it's a very, very special thing. And I always look forward to it still uh, as and, and I'm sure as a player, it's just, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I could always I couldn't wait to get done with training camp. And then I just couldn't wait to get <laughs> to that opening that, day, that, that yeah, opening opening day, day game, yeah. you know. Hundred percent. You wish your body could feel like that year round, or at least, or the old guys do. You probably yeah. And then do, after Bobby. three games, like, hey, let's, get this, let's get this damn season over. <laughs> My back is hurting already. You know. <laughs> hey, how about Matt Burke coming in his second year, calling the defensive signals? What's that dynamic with you guys on the field? Do you like? Do you like what he brings to the table? He seems like he's an intense guy. He seems like he's there for you. He's going to correct you when you need it, but he's he's kind of one of those guys that you want to play for. At least that's the way it feels like when I when I watch you guys work. Yeah, he's definitely a guy we want to play for. Definitely a guy that uh, he's a smart guy, Dartmouth guy. So he knows his, he knows his football, and uh, and that's and that's why we appreciate him. You know, he gets us in the right calls. He gets us. He does a great job overnight, um, to, all throughout the week, just setting up a good game plan for us, having a good plan for Tennessee and Mariota and the receivers and guys. So, you know, we uh, he, we he's definitely a guy we'd like to play for, and um, you know, we're gonna go out and have a strong performance for him. Yeah, hey, uh, speaking scheme wise in this thing, uh, we talked to X earlier, and, and it looks like he's gonna be following the best receiver around for for some games, and you're gonna be moving. How, how is that gonna how's that gonna work out? Are you gonna stay at sides or? Or are you going to be switching for receivers? Or, or uh, right, sure. there's going to be a game to game situation. Yeah, it's just game to game. As of right now, we're just you know we're just going game to game, and uh, and, and we'll, we'll go from there. You know, we can't really I can't really speak on you know our our, our strategy, our game plan for other receivers. But you know, right now we're just focused on on the Titans, man, and that and that's that, that that's all I can say. I, right I know you're back in that 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 backside of that that defense, but I'm sure you can hear Chris Kosurica up in front, of the defensive line coach mm-hmm. or the uh, the coach up there, kind of getting these guys fired. Do you, do you listen to him and do you hear him chattering all the time? Yeah, definitely a lot, man. Definitely you hear his voice all the time. You know, anytime a guy's off the ball or anytime D-line's getting off the, on, the, on the ball, getting off on the rock, you know, you hear him, you hear that raspy voice in the background. <laughs> so, you know, he brings a lot of energy and he's uh, he's a really good coach. He brings a lot of energy to the D-line and that's what we need. You know, those guys are running to the football like like wild men. So yeah. that's that, we appreciate that in the back end. You know, I got uh, Renzo back here, kind of tell me to wrap it up, Bobby. I, you know, <laughs> guys are pain in the butt back here. Come in, say, Renzo, go in the back, get in the other room. We got, <laughs> we got, come on, you like uh, what was the guy in? Uh, what was the guy in? Uh, go, throw him in the Tale? bathroom. Yeah, throw, throw him, in, put him, in, him the in the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> what was, was his name? Uh, I forget his name. But yeah, there was, <laughs> like, it was yes, bad yes. luck. He was bad luck. <laughs> bad luck. Yeah, put him in there. Mush. Put him in the bathroom. Put Mush in the bathroom. Put, put Renzo in the bathroom. We're gonna do that. Hey, Bobby. Oh, Colodro. That was the main guy. Yeah, Colodro. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bobby, appreciate you coming. How are you and uh, how are you and uh, and Danny getting along? You and Amadou, you guys, I, I, you get asked every time. Every time someone talks, to you get asked about that, right? Yeah, yeah no, I felt no. I felt <laughs> obligated to. So what the hell? You know? <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's my boy, man. That's my that's yeah. my brother. He's, we going in. We're going to war week one. Yeah. You know, so uh, but yeah, we, we're getting along real well, man. He's he's a really good player. He's a good guy. He's a good leader for the team. Yeah. Good leader for that receiver room, and uh, we're happy to have him. But before you go, you know, there, there's been a lot of talk about you know losing. You know, Sue and guys moving, you know, Pouncey and the guys that, that, that left this football team. Um, 
but, but you bring in guys. You you, br- you bring in um, the Danny Amendolas and the Sittons and the Kilgores and yeah. the Quins and 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 what I see there is t- to me for this football team. You you got to have a bunch of overachievers in this football team. I think they brought in guys like that that were overachievers. And I think everyone kind of is going to buy into that. Do you think that's that's what this football team or the personality of this football team that you'd like to see? Yeah, hundred percent. We got guys that that are bought in, and yeah. uh, you know that with the, with the with the with the with the guys we brought in in the locker room, the guys that we had currently, even you know there's there's like I said, there's a good foundation laid, and we're just gonna keep building on that, yeah. put step brick by brick, step by step, and try to and, and build chemistry with this team. That way we can in, in January, February, we're still playing. Hi, Bobby. Hey, uh, you know it's great to have you, and uh, looking forward to a big season. Looking forward certainly yeah, good to luck, Bobby. the Tennessee Titans on on Sunday. It should be a, a great day at the stadium, and hopefully it's a little muggy and hot, steamy out there for those guys. <laughs> right. and, uh, and put them on that side over there that doesn't get any shade. It's about 120 <laughs> put, degrees yeah, exactly. over there. It's pretty cool. Exactly. Put them in the, put them in the, in the, in the heater over there. For sure. Appreciate you stopping by, Bob. Thank Great you, guys. Pleasure, man. Good luck Thank this you. season and stay healthy. Appreciate it, Thank buddy. You. Appreciate it. All right. Good stuff there. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see scheme-wise how they do. I, I think that, as, as we talked about with, uh, with Bobby, I really think that this team, I think X is going to be the guy. Uh, that that you know if they if they look and there's a guy that they really want to cover I think he's going to follow if it's just you know hey let's just stay on sides because there's nobody there that you know we really want to uh, you dedicate him to but I think that's going to kind of be uh, what the what the look of this defense is going to be like, at least from a, from a coverage standpoint. You know, I, I think this team should be thankful you get a guy like Bobby that's yep. so flexible that can move from the nickel corner out to the cornerback position and have a guy that's talented enough to go the inside like Minka and yep. start game one, you yep. know, you know, week one, middle, middle of the, uh, you know, preseason that kind of change happens and the team doesn't look any different. Actually, the team looks better because you have your best players on the field. So thankfully you get a guy like Bobby, you're right, that can move around, play either side, do whatever he's asked to do on the outside and then have Minka come in and play 70, 80% of snaps yep. at nickel. Um, head, uh, Adam Gase, uh, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting year to me for Adam Gaze. He comes in his first year, turns the team around, ten and six, go to the playoffs, and then last year the you know the, you, you kind of come back to earth. But but look, I, I, I know he he wouldn't talk about it, but you know that was a tough <laughs> a lot of distractions it, oh, last man, year. You talk about just from from day one, it was just you know Ryan Injuries. gets hurt, you know Raquan gets hurt. Then you get the hurricane, and then you're out in California, and then you got to – I mean, the travel, I think for the first four weeks of the season, I remember saying, you know what? Felt like a I, year I, and a half. I kept saying, you know what? I haven't played it. I haven't played it down in the game, and I'm exhausted, you know? <laughs> right, right. I can imagine what these guys are like because the travel was just – it was brutal travel. It was long travel. I had to go to London, New York, you know, the, the, the California. Um, and so it's understandable. So it goes through that. And now here he is, kind of clean that slate, and he's here. How pivotal is how pivotal is this year? You think for for Coach Adam Gase? Well, I think it's very important. I, I think that what Adam has done is is really changed not only his roster, but he's changed the coaching staff over a little bit, and he feels confident that he has it right where he wants it. He thinks he has the players with the ability and the mindset uh, that he's been looking for. I think that. You get your quarterback back, which makes him feel yeah. a heck of a lot more confident yeah. because he gets to the things in the offense that accentuate what Ryan does really well and the players around him. And I think he he 
probably brings in a couple more playmakers on the defensive side. You know, you look at a guy like Robert Quinn, how he can affect the game with just one play, and you look at the versatility of a guy like William Hayes that can play outside, he can play inside, and the rotation of the pass rushers and the defensive tackles up front are going to, if they play well, are going to mask some of the some of the inexperience you yep. have playing behind you. So I think that's where he feels the strength of his defense is. If they're good up front, boy, it's going to sure help the guys mature to the point where now we're rolling once they get going and they're going to be able to win with defense. I will say the one thing that this defense needs to do in terms of improvement is stopping the run. Yes, no doubt. You know, I think third down and tight ends come from stopping the run. Yeah. You have if, to be able can, to do that. If you can stop the run – your 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 third down defense is going to get better. Yes. You you know, if you're playing if you're playing second and nine, third and seven, those kind of things, you're going to be you're going to be fine. better. It's the it's the it's the third and ones. Uh, it's the second and twos. It's it's those kind of things that really put you put you on your heels uh, and and get that going. So and on the other side, Bo, I think the the, the one concern you have can you stop can you stop the mistakes before the ball is snapped. Yep. And stay yep. in first and ten instead of first and fifteen. Yep. And can you be? Can, are you able to score points? Can you average not seventeen points a game? Can you do that in the twenties, yep. in the in the twenty four, twenty five, twenty six range? Because if you start fast like you talked about, and you take leads in some of these games instead of always coming from behind, you can dictate a little yep. bit more. You can have more control of the football game. So that that's the complementary football that well, that I'm envisioning it, for this funny, team. To me, to me, when I look at this team, John, they're they're they're. I think the I think the answers for success. Are the same on both sides of the football, right? A, you got to run the football. On the flip side, you got to stop, stop the run. You know, you've got to get your tight end involved. The tight end play has got to be vastly improved from what we've seen over the last couple of years right. on the offense and covering on the other side. Yeah. Vastly got to you got to improve vastly on covering the tight end. You know, offensively, you've got to be successful on third down. Defensively, you got to be successful on third down. So the two. The two the issues they mirror the, each yeah they, other. they mirror each other in, in what their what their problems have been and hopefully they've got them resolved you know you look at you look at Jerome Baker that's the guy they brought in to to maybe be that guy that and you know talking to him he says yeah, I, I love to cover I can cover anybody well that's the guy they brought in to cover those tight ends guys only two hundred fifteen pounds they didn't come in there to go you know. Go be a batting ram against a right. fullback or a pulling guard or and something. And you've got your first round draft choice in yep. there as well. You know, you and he's going to be yep. able to move around and yep. do a little bit of that. I, I think as the season progresses. Yep. And, and, and then you got, you know, the running game. You got a whole new offensive line that you feel good about. You got a really nice group of backs back there. And on the flip side, as much as you as much as you think, oh, you're losing Dominic and Sue. I really like that rotation of young defensive from Akeem Spence to to Taylor Gotchow. to Gotchow right. to to Phillips. All Will, those William guys. Hayes. William Hayes getting healthy and coming back in there. I like those guys. Love the defense. And so I think there's a lot of good things to look for. Dolphins also continue continue to make some moves in the bottom end of that roster. Um, you know, you know what? That's one of the things, Bo. They've been able to do. You know, they've been. You you go through your cuts. You continue to make moves, and and you try to improve this roster. You try to upgrade this roster, and I like some of the moves they've made. If I'm 40, 47 to forty seven to fifty three, this team, I'm I'm renting. 
Right. I'm yeah. renting an apartment. I'm well, not, you, I'm not buying a house. When, when you unpack, you, that, all you do is unzip your suitcase. You don't put anything away. You put nothing in the closet. No, yeah. you don't put anything in a drawer. You just keep that on the floor. Yeah. And just in case you need to pick it up and move very quickly. John, uh, the, going back to preseason, I, the, one, of the, one of the disappointing things to me was that first game and the first defense. Uh, when they were in there. And I understand it's the first preseason game. As a veteran player, you kind of, let me just get through these plays, and I'm only going to play six plays. Let me get out of here. But I, I expected a lot more. And we kind of saw it shore up. Um, and it leads to the question of which defense are, are, are we expecting to see uh, come come Saturday, come Sunday. And it, it kind of goes along with what we were just talking about, what they've got to do. Stop the run, pressure the quarterback, DBs, stay tight. Give your guys, give the, give those guys up front maybe a, another half a step That's as right. you can, and, and then play the takeaway game. They've they've got to they've got to be better at takeaways, much much better. They they've got to get into the plus category and the giveaway takeaway, and and they've got to do it in a hurry. Well, I liked what I saw out of the defense because when you started the preseason, I think against Tampa Bay, the first two passes went for thirty two yards, and you go right down the field and you score. Now you keep going, you progress, you go to Carolina, you get two sacks right away from Robert Quinn. Yep. You get some pressure on Cam Newton, although you give up a big seventy one yard run on yep. the second play of the game because you don't fit it right. The defense finds a way to come back and they improve. Then you go to Baltimore, and there's a lot more penetration up front. Yep. You get a lot more playing time. So guys are getting accustomed to you know the run fits and, and in coverage, the calls. And you get a little bit more experience playing together. Yep. So I think we're going to see the latter more, more than what, how they started the preseason. I think you're going to get a dynamic pass rush out of the front four. Yep. I think you're going to get some push in the middle, but you're going to get some guys screaming off the edge. Yep. And you're going to see a lot of guys doing it. Um, I, I hope that the linebacking core c- can solidify itself. You got Kiko with the experience. You got two young guys out there, and then you got X, who's really coming along on the edge. You get Bobby outside. You've got uh, a handful of safeties that can yep. play, you know, in a three-man rotation, and you move Minka inside at the nickel. So, well, by, by the way, I like what you see. Well, out by there. the way, one guy we haven't talked about, and, and really over the last few weeks, and, and probably has been as impressive as anybody uh, coming out of training camp is T.J. McDonald. He you had know, his, T, a T, great T, camp. T.J., you know, last year, he, you know, he got the eight-game suspension early on. During the suspension, they extend his contract. People go, geez, the guy's not even playing. You extend his contract. Then he comes and really didn't play at the level that everyone expected. Didn't make the impact that everyone expected. And go, oh, geez, they wasted money again. Let me tell you what, this guy has been a terror during training camp. And in the games, he has just been all, all over the place. So I'm really looking forward to seeing him and Rashad working back there along with, you know, it's going to be a three safety. It is. It's going to be a three safety backfield for a, a vast majority of, of the games with, with Minka back there. Um, and, and I just like the makeup of those guys. Cause you know, you know, Rashad and TJ, they'll come up and hit you. Minka's shown that he's not afraid to come up and hit you, but I think Minka gives you that a little more athletic, a little more athletic ability in that in that safety position. That the gives range him, gives him a latitude. Yeah, a little range to get to, to more places. We saw it early in the early in the season. You know, coming off the hash and getting a pass get, on against you know, Tampa yeah, Bay, going over the top. You know that two deep where you know how many times have you seen a two deep defense and in the and the broad? Well, geez, the safety just couldn't get over there. That's right. And I'm I was standing on the sideline watching the play. I'm not sure he's going to get there. And boy, puts on a burst. And he gets Last there second, and, he's yep, there. And uh, 
it usually don't see that. You don't see that on a veteran player as much less a, a rookie guy out there. So I think that safety position to me, I'm real, real happy with that. I like what you have because you've got different body types. You've got different skill sets. You know, yeah. Rashad with the experience, he's been a pro bowler. He, he still has that quick twitch that can cover, but he has the tenacity to play along the line of scrimmage. TJ, the same way. Yep. You feel like he's interchangeable. May not have the speed of a Minka or that that quick twitch of a Rashad, but he makes up for it when he hits you and he knocks you to the ground. And then you have Minka. That seems yep. like he does really everything well. You know, we, we seem like we're we're gushing over his skill set, but that's because I've seen it. Well, and, you, I've, you know, and I like but, what but I but see. But you know what the thing about Minka, you, you, the thing about Minka uh, since he's been here, you know, and, and I've been around the coaches a lot, and we've done production meetings, and you ask this and this and that, and you know what? Minka never comes up as an issue. He's like, he, he, you, I've gotten the, I've gotten the point now where I think of Minka as being like a, a three a, or four year he's veteran. A vet. right. He's a veteran because guy always knows what he's doing. Guy always and you know what? There there was a play we, we were in the, we were in Carolina right. early in the game. You know they they run the the the, the, the little the, the little corner route and bit the cheese and, just and, a and, touch. And the backs coming out of right. the backfield and you see him just for just for Split an second. Inch, just a, just a, a little hesitation catches himself. Gets a ball, goes right over him. But you could see him. You could he registered you that could see play. the thought process. Right. See this? It's not going to happen to me again. Right. He was frustrated at the time, but and, and that, but you know, th- that's what you see out of that guy. Is he just you know he he he's a he's a savvy veteran in a rookie's body. I love it. That's exactly the way I was going to say. He's a seasoned guy, and you expect more out of him just yep. because he's proven it. Yeah. Right? Time. Every play that goes by and every time he gets challenged, he's up to the challenge. So you stop thinking about, I have a question mark yep. there. You know you have a solid player. You know you've got a guy that's going to be with this franchise for a long time. Yep. And he's going to be able to take over the reins at some point, probably at that safety position, yep. and move away from the nickel corner because you'll get somebody else to do that. It's funny. I was, I was went to watch some of the games over the weekend and uh, – you know, you got all the football people in there and, and this and that. And this guy comes up and says, hey, he goes, you know, watching Dolphins, he goes, man, they got this guy Minka Fitzpatrick. I haven't seen him do anything. And I'm going, was he watching going, the Miami Dolphins I'm going, defense? what? I go, well, you know, I don't have a whole lot of interception, but but I'll tell you what, the guy's done everything. Yeah. <laughs> He's done everything that, that, that I would like to see. And I guarantee you, you don't know everything that these coaches yeah. like to see. I'm, I'm sorry you don't see it. <laughs> I'm sorry you, you missed out on it. But and maybe maybe that's a testament to, to Minka as that he's played so well. You know, sometimes you play so well that you just you know. I remember I played in my my junior year at San Jose State. I played with a guy, a cornerback. His name was Louis Wright. Louis Wright was about six three, about two ten, two fifty. Could run and and. So I played with him. I I came as I was a junior college transfer. So I come in my junior year. So we go through the year, and then here comes a draft. He's a, he's like the seventh player picked in the draft. Right. And I go, Louis Wright. I go, I don't even remember him making a play. And they go, Well, that's because no, nobody go, went his did way. Did you ever notice? No one ever, threw, no one ever threw a ball his way. That's why he didn't make any plays because they didn't even, they you know, he even looked at his side. He didn't even bother. Wherever Louis Russ, they didn't even bother. They didn't even bother throwing we'll the ball. We'll try to make there. a living we'll on go, this other we'll, side. We'll go make a living off Gerald Small over on the other side, and not Louis Wright. But and, and I think Mika is. It, Minka's been that kind of a guy. He just, you know, he he plays so well that sometimes you don't notice how well he's playing. I, I like uh, what he brings, his skill set, because, Bo, you're right, he, he does everything well, 
and he's not boisterous. He's nope. not a guy that's going to beat his chest after a play. He gets excited, which yep. he should. But and that gets contagious to the other players. But it's it's like a, a it's like he flatlines. Yeah, he does his job. There's no there's no ups or downs. Yep. That's the expectation, and that's a good thing for this defense. And and look, he's you know you know he's one of those guys that make he he may, he'll make a mistake. But he'll make it once. That's right. And, and he's not going to make it again. Uh, and, and he's not going to get beat physically very much out there because he's he's such a good athlete. Uh, and and I just think I'm 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 very very excited about that secondary, especially when you get into the to the middle of it. Now you know X you know X played well last year. He's got to and <coughs> quite frankly, to, he's got to lift his game a little. His, his game can't be stagnant from what it was last year. He's got to get better. And then certainly there's that concern with with Bobby McCain. I love Bobby out there. I'm happy that he's out there. But as we talked about really at the beginning of the show, he's going to get tested. And they're going to find out what Bobby – they want to find out what what he's like. Okay, you're gonna, you want to put a guy, an inside guy outside, we're going to find out if he can play out there. And, and it'll be it'll be a, a huge test week one against the Tennessee Titans. You know, you have Matthews on the outside. You have Davis. Corey Davis is the other receiver. You've got a big tight end in Delaney Walker yep. that's strong, that can run down the middle of the football field. And you've got – Marcus Mariota that can tuck the football and extend plays on a third down. So you have to be able to react to a lot of different yep. scenarios. You know, they've got a downhill runner. They've got an outside guy. So th- there's a lot of dynamics that the Tennessee Titans are going to bring to Hard Rock Stadium. It's going to be a big challenge for the Dolphin defense, a good test in week one. One of the other things, if, you wanna, if you're looking for storylines in the game, Mike Vrabel, yeah. new head coach of, uh, of the Tennessee Titans. I, I've got a lot of respect for Mike Vrabel as a, as a player. player. And then he's gone through the – you know, he's worked his way through the coaching, through, through ranks. The coaching ranks and and done what he's had to and done the work. And he's certainly the, – the pedigree that he comes from – Having played with and coached under Bill Belichick and that staff, um, you know the, the, the whole time he's been there, uh, you know he's prepared. You know he's a guy that is going to be successful, w- whether it's going to be sooner or later. Time will tell. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see what he brings to the table and how much of the redundancy you see from what New England does up there that he's brought down to Tennessee. And he's got players to work yes. with. He's got a really good defense. You look up front, Jarrell Casey, one of those guys that knows tackle, that can get yep. penetration on the quarterback and stop the run. Team. A rap goes that outside. You got Woodyard as another yep. linebacker. And I'm really impressed with the secondary because you get Logan Ryan at one yep. corner who has that New England experience and the schemes down. Malcolm Butler, yep. who he's accustomed yep. with uh, of coaching and being around. And you've got Kenny Vaccaro, who the Dolphins yep. actually brought Dolphins in looking for, yeah. and looking at safety. You know, you get him for a reduced price. So you, you've you got talent yep. on that defensive side. So you get a, a, a Vrabel in there that has that experience of being around Belichick, playing the Dolphins, knowing the, the body types of who he's going up against. Uh, I think it's it's going to be a great matchup in yeah. week one. That, that being said, though, I, it's, it's nice to see a first-year coach coming in on, on opening day because, look, as, as prepared as he is um, – you know, I, I can't. I couldn't imagine being, uh, you know, a head coach in the National Football League the first time. And, and I've had look. I've, you know, I've had Adam. Uh, you know, I've, I've been through a number, of, a handful right. of coaches here, and all of them their first time as head coaches. And uh, and and every one I've asked them, I said, "Hey, how was your experience?" And oh, yeah, it's you know, they kind of blow it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, I, and I'm thinking, yeah, I, I'm, you know, y'all, I'm sure there was at some point you almost soiled yourself before the game. Oh because yeah, you're not human if it's not. Well, the- 
You're not human if it's a, your first-time coach or player and, and you're not grumbling a little bit. You and know? that's why he surrounded himself with a guy like Dean Pease, the yep. defensive coordinator who has huge experience yep. with the Ravens. And, and you know, Adam, uh, you know, we talked to Adam a little bit, and he, he has great respect for those guys yep. on the other side because he's coached with them, he's coached against them in, in different capacities. So, you know, this is a solid, solid group that's coming in on Sunday. Yeah, it's, it's a, I, to me it's a, it's a, it's a good test. Uh, but I think it's a test that often should pass. Um, but but like you said, it's it's they're not they're not uh, uh, it's not going to be a cakewalk. I mean, they're going to have to come out and they're going to have to play good football, sound football. And, and John, I, I mean, you know, I've been beating this drum for a long time. They they can't come into this game and beat themselves. I'm I'm watching I'm watching college football. You know, first week of college football. And, and every team that got the snot kicked out of them got the snot kicked out of them because they beat themselves the majority of the time with penalties, stupid penalties. You know, Turnovers. The, the Miami, Florida State, you watch these teams and, and they're moving the ball and then they shoot themselves in the foot and next thing you know, it's, you know, now they got a third and 15, second and 20, those types of things that are unmanageable uh, at this level. And, and that's what the that's what the Dolphins have done. And Adams talked about it all preseason. They've had guys running laps. They've done everything they can to try to get the pre-snap. Look, once the ball's in play, guys are gonna you know, things are gonna happen. Right. You know, guys gonna grab a guy and and try to protect his quarterback. You know, there's gonna be pushing and shoving. There's gonna be bumping out in the the corners and the you know with the receivers and everything. But but you can't beat yourself with pre-snap penalties. And 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 the Dolphins. Whether they're going to be a great football team or a so-so football team, they're 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 not going to reach their peak until they stop beating themselves. We we did many a post game last year, yeah. and I don't know how many times we've talked about you can't you can't win games when you have ten penalties yep. for 120 yards. You yep. can't win games when you have nine penalties for 90 some yards. Yep. That has to be eliminated from the Miami Dolphins DNA, yep. and I I think. They've gone a long way in terms of addressing it, yeah. in terms of making it a big issue, uh, protecting the football. That's another thing. Protecting it on offense and taking it away on defense. Yeah. If you can improve on your discipline mentally before yeah. the ball snap, and you, once it's snapped, if you can get your hands on the yeah. football and protect it, those two traits go a long way well, in helping me, you win games. To me, a lot of these pregame issues, to me, because, look, the Dolphins aren't the only team. They're not the only team that are that – are, that are shooting themselves in the foot. And like I said, we've seen a lot in college football. We'll see a lot in, in the National Football League. Um, especially week one. Especially week one. Um, and, and to me, you know, to me, th- this is where this is where not having a, what I would call a traditional training camp, where you're hitting on a regular basis, because now these guys get into a game. They haven't, they haven't gone live in practice. Well, they haven't gone well, I'm a talking lot. live in practice. Very much, if at all. If at all. And, and then they get in this situation, and, and you, you I understand reaching. completely. You start reaching, you I get understand yourself completely. out of position. You're that defensive lineman, you want to get off in that ball. You want to get off that ball. You know, and, and, and you haven't been in that situation that it. much in practice. And offensively, you know, you're that offensive lineman, guy wants to go on a three snap, you know, on, on, a, on, a, on a three count, you better hold your water there. That's right. And, and if you haven't done it, and this guy's, you got this defensive end, it's an all-pro breathing, you know, he's coming, coming out right? of his he's nose, breathing gates. like a like right. a like a bull coming out of the chute. You you want to get your ass back That's there, right? And, and 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 if you haven't done it, you get that you, you get, you get antsy, that, you get antsy, and it's so I I you know to me it, it's it's a discipline thing. It certainly is a player's responsibility, but again to me and and I it just I I, I just I just don't like 
the direction this league is heading in from that standpoint. Poor tackling, penalties, all those kind of things. But and, and I think the penalty issue with the Dolphins and other things, in part part and parcel, has to do with that. Well, you know what? Get on my soapbox. No, here, that's gentlemen. okay because it, you know what happens. They do it in co- in high school now. They do it in college, yeah. and it's it, it's filtered yeah. its way to the pros. And I don't know which way started it, but every every level it's of football permeated every level of football, and, and no that's what you it. get. That's one of the bad results yeah. you get from it. Yeah, yeah. This podcast is permeating the the <laughs> airwaves too. I, I heard saw some guy the other day. He goes, you know, I was listening to Apple Music. He said I was I was listening for somebody else, and and you guys came on. He said so. I listened to you for two minutes, and then I turned it off. That was nice of him. Right? And I said, well, did you turn it off to go to Dolphins.com? He goes, no, no, I didn't want to hear anymore. I said, well, if you do feel like you just go to the Dolphins mobile app because you can hear it wherever All you're at. Time. Just put it on your phone and or go to TuneIn Radio. Hey, uh, game uh, this Sunday, uh, uh, 1 o'clock, uh, Hard Rock Stadium. Should be should be packed, should be loud, wait, should be man. exciting. I, I, I'm excited. I'm excited not only for... Uh, this game, I'm excited for the start of the season and, and this journey that this football team is is going to take. I, I, I'm 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 excited to see and, and you know there's a little unknown and there's a little expectation and there and then there's that that, that in between there that uh, I'm really looking forward to this. You season. You know what? There's so many question marks in terms of how this team's going to perform yep. because you you think about it, you've seen them every day at camp, you've seen the preseason games, and then you you kind of read about the national perception. It makes you a little yep. pissed off and. It makes you want to determine to go out and prove people wrong i just hope that this team is focused on what they need to do to win week one then hit delete and get ready to do it again i'm gonna go out on a limb dolphins dolphins next week when we're on this show doing we're talking about a w we're talking about a one or no football team Uh, right now i I feel the same way go to new york and i hope hope we're right a little bit that's right I, i can't wait for this team to go out and kind of show what yep. the work they've put in and see if it, they can do it on Sunday. Hey, John, appreciate it. Appreciate it today. Hey, loved your time. Hey, Joe. Joe, where's Joe? No, uh, well, I thought he'd come in, but uh, you know, he, he um, Ira Winterman must have taken him to uh, to you extra. Know what? Se- it, it he must have be. a tie. Must be working on a tiebreaker hey, right now. Double or nothing, Ira. <laughs> double, right now, it's that double or nothing. One more set. We'll just go to three. All right, that's gonna do it for the show. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>